Book 7, Chapter 5 of A Class Book of the Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J.L. A Class Book of Old Testament History by George Frederick MacLear. Book 7, Chapter 5. Abimelech and Jephthah. Judges 9-12. through 12, B.C. circa 1249-1188. through 1188. After the death of Gideon, Jehovah, whose minister he had been for the deliverance of the people, was again forgotten by the Israelites. Forgetting him who had sent Gideon, they made Baal Baroth, Baal of the covenant, their god, and set up his sanctuary even in Shechem, though hollowed by the memories of the patriarchs and the solemn ratification of the law. Meanwhile, Gideon's seventy sons appear to have exercised authority over some portion of the country. One of them, whose name was Abimelech, the son of a slave, a Canaanite native of Shechem, after consultation with his mother's brethren and her relatives, Judges 9-1, suggested that, in place of the divided authority of his numerous brothers, he, their bone and their flesh, Judges 9-2, should be vested with the supreme authority. The spirit of clanship was strong. He is our brother, whispered the family to the Shechemites, who, at length, fell in with the scheme, and lent Abimelech seventy pieces of silver from the sanctuary of Baal Barith. With the money he hired a body of men, and, going to his father's house at Ophrah, murdered all his brethren, save Jotham the youngest, who managed to escape. He was now left alone, and was solemnly anointed king by the men of Shechem, who thus formally signified their revolt from the Hebrew commonwealth. Tidings of what was going on reached the ears of Jotham. Emerging from his hiding place, he stationed himself on one of the rocky, inaccessible spurs of Mount Gerizim, and taking up his parable from the variegated foliage of the valley below and the neighboring forest, bade the men of Shechem listen while he addressed to them the earliest parable, that of the Bramble King. Once, he said, the trees went forth to anoint a king over them. The olive, the vine, the fig were each asked to accept the royal dignity, but each declined. The olive could not leave his fatness, nor the fig tree his sweetness, nor the vine the juice of his grapes. Recourse was then had to the bramble, which not only accepted the proffered honor, but bade the other trees put their trust in its shadow, and threatened, if they did not, that fire should come forth from it and devour even the cedars of Lebanon jotham then reminded the shechemites of the services his father had rendered to the nation and rebuked them for their gross ingratitude to his family if they thought they had done well in electing abimelech the bramble king he bade them rejoice in him if not he hoped a fire might come forth from the king in whose shadow they had placed their trust and destroy him and all who joined in electing him with these words the speaker fled in a short time his words were fulfilled for three years Abimelech maintained his supremacy, residing himself at Aruma, Judges 9.41, not far from Shechem, while that place was entrusted to Zebul, his viceroy. During the joyous season of the vintage, Judges 9.27, Gael, the son of Ebed, a leader of a body of freebooters, tried to persuade the people of Shechem to transfer their allegiance from Abimelech, who was but half a kinsman, to the Hivite tribe of Hamor. Intelligence of this movement reached the ears of Zebul, who, without delay, sent word to Abimelech, bidding him levy his forces and surprise the plotters in the city. After a desperate battle, Abimelech captured the place, put the entire population to the sword, and sowed the ruins of the city with salt. Judges 9.45 A remnant, however, of the insurgents took refuge in the temple of Baal-Barith. 
thither Abimelech pursued them at the head of his followers, whom he commanded on their way to cut down boughs from the trees on the wooded eminence of Zalman, Psalm 68, verse 14, close to the city. These he piled against the hold, set them on fire, and suffocated and burnt the refugees. From Shechem he repaired to Thebes, Tubas, and speedily captured the town, but again the inhabitants took refuge in one of its strong towers, and there held out. Forcing his way up to it, Abimelech was about to repeat the stratagem he had found so successful at Shechem, Judges 9, verse 52, when a woman flung a fragment of a millstone at his head. Unwilling to die thus ingloriously, he bade his armor-bearer thrust him through with his sword, and so expired. Other judges now succeeded, of whom Tola, of the tribe of Issachar, governed Israel for a space of twenty-three years at Shamir in Mount Ephraim, Judges 10, verses 1 and 2. He was succeeded by Jair of Gilead, who, during twenty-two years, shared his almost regal honors with his thirty sons, Judges 10, verses 3 and 4. Invasion of the Ammonites Jephthah. But recent judgments had not the effect of restraining the people from apostasy. To the worship of Baal and Astaroth, they now added that of the gods of Syria, of Zidon, of Moab, and Ammon, as also of the Philistines. The national punishment they thus drew down upon themselves came from two quarters. On the southwest and along the fertile borders of the Shephelah, the Philistines rose and reduced a portion of the country to subjection, while the tribes on the east of Jordan fell a prey to the Ammonites, and for eighteen years endured the humiliation of irksome oppression. Nor were they the only sufferers, for the Ammonites crossed the Jordan and carried on their ravages even in the territories of Judah, Benjamin, and Ephraim. Judges 10, verses 6 through 9. So terrible was the oppression they now endured that at length the Israelites were roused to a deep repentance. Finding it in vain to cry unto their false gods in the day of tribulation, they put them away and besought Jehovah, if only this once, to stretch forth his hand and deliver them. Grieved for the misery of Israel, Judges 10, verse 16, the Lord raised up a deliverer in the person of Jephthah, a base-born native of Gilead. Driven forth from his father's house by his legitimate sons, Jephthah had fled into the land of Tob, somewhere on the east of Gilead, where, putting himself at the head of brave but lawless men, he lived the life of a freebooter, making incursions from time to time into the territories of neighboring tribes and living on the proceeds of the spoil. Judges 11, verses 1 through 3. Determined to throw off the Ammonitish yoke, the tribes on the east of Jordan now turned to Jephthah and promised him the chieftaincy if he would undertake to lead them against the enemy. Jephthah consented, and it was formally agreed that, in the event of success, he should retain the supreme command. His first step was to send an embassy to the Ammonites urging the right of the Israelites to the land of Gilead. This being unsuccessful, he prepared for open war, and, traversing Gilead and Manasseh, collected warriors from such places as acknowledged his authority. But before entering on the campaign, in imitation probably of heathen customs, and especially of the Ammonites, 2 Kings 3 verse 27, he solemnly vowed to offer as a burnt offering to Jehovah whatever should first come forth from his house to meet him on his return from battle. The engagement took place in the forests of Gilead, and the Ammonites were utterly routed. Twenty cities, from Aurora on the Arnon to Minith and Abel Karamim, the meadow of the vineyards, fell into the hands of the conqueror. Judges 11.33 But his rash and heathenish vow cast a deep shadow on his triumphal return. As he drew near his home in Mizpah, the watchtower of Gilead, his daughter and only child came forth to meet him with timbrels and with dances. 
when the father saw her he rent his clothes and with the utmost grief made known to her his vow from which he declared he could not go back but the noble maiden did not decline the awful sacrifice demanded of her all she requested was that for two months she might be allowed to wander with her companions among the mountain gorges of her native gilead and bewail her virginity at the expiration of this period she returned to her father and jephthah without referring the matter to the high priest or remembering the strict commands of the law on the subject his spirit clouded with gloomy superstition did with her according to his vow that he had vowed judges eleven thirty nine the memory of this awful sacrifice was kept up by a yearly festival lasting four days during which the daughters of israel went up into the mountains of gilead to praise and lament the death of their heroic sister jephthah however was not long suffered either to enjoy his triumph or lament the fatal vow which had stained it like gideon before him he had to encounter the complaints of the proud and jealous tribe of ephraim for not summoning them to share the glories of the late victory in vindication of their absurd claims they even threatened to burn his house over his head and invaded the territory of the gileadites whom they taunted with being fugitives of ephraim among the ephraimites and manassites a second tribal war ensued in which the men of ephraim were thoroughly worsted rushing routed to the fords of the jordan they found them already in possession of jephthah's forces who allowed none to cross that failed to pronounce the word shibboleth upwards of forty-two thousand revealed their ephraimite origin by substituting the simple s for sh and were massacred the supreme authority for which he had covenanted jephthah only lived to enjoy for six years when he died and was buried in one of the cities of his native land judges twelve verses one through seven after him other and obscurer judges rose to display the growing tendency towards hereditary monarchy thus isbin of bethlehem and zebulun judged at least northwestern israel for seven years and conferred a portion of his dignity on his thirty sons and thirty daughters elon of the same tribe ruled for ten years and after him abdon of pirathon in the land of ephraim about six miles from shechem exercised the supremacy for eight years and was succeeded in a portion of his almost regal honors by his numerous children judges twelve verses eight through fourteen end of book seven chapter five